Many village halls host shops, markets, post offices, and all kinds of other community businesses. If you're interested in doing the same, or perhaps starting up another one, keep listening. Hello everyone and welcome to the Village Halls podcast, sponsored by Allied Westminster, the UK's largest specialist provider of village hall insurance and the home of Village Guard. Now, we've already dedicated a few episodes to community businesses linked to village halls on our show. Remember Hermione and her village hall shop on the Isle of Skye and how she kept everyone fed during lockdown? And just recently we spoke to Finbar Murphy from Cookham Dean in Berkshire about their fantastic meter market idea that's helping their hall financially. Well, this got us thinking, just how easy is it to start a community business? And what support is out there to help village halls or anyone else for that matter get one up and running? So we've turned to a guest who has the answers to those questions and more, Hannah Barrett, who is Senior Project Manager with the wonderful Plunkett Foundation. Hi, Hannah. And welcome. Hello, good evening. Thank you so much for inviting me onto the podcast. An absolute pleasure and thanks for coming on the show. Now, before we start talking about community businesses and how they often connect with village halls, tell me a bit about the Plunkett Foundation, Hannah. The Plunkett Foundation is a UK-wide charity um, that supports communities to come together and to establish and run community-owned businesses. And that can be any type of business model. So it could be a pub, it could be a shop, a cafe, a bakery, a bookshop, and whatever the community themselves need. Plunkett can provide that free business support events, training, sometimes some grant funding um, to help communities to really understand what they need to do and then how to make that a successful trading business. Brilliant. And what about you, Hannah, as well? What's your role at Plunkett? And perhaps more importantly, why do you do what you do? Um, So my role is uh, Senior Project Manager and I'm part of the community business team and we're kind of the forward-facing, customer-facing part of Plunkett. So we're there to answer the helpline inquiries, whether that's over the phone or via email, but also to make sure that groups get that bespoke business package that they need. So that's an advisor who would come out and talk to the group one-on-one, understand what their needs are and help them to build the right business for them in their community. So I work with um, directly with community groups, but also with funders as well. So always looking for funders. Um, so we're approaching new people all the time. And so I'm liaising with funders as well to try and bring in um, you know, more money to the charity. Fantastic. So tell me a little bit more about community businesses. Why, why are they increasingly important in, in rural communities in particular? And do they work? Absolutely, they do work and they're hugely valuable for rural communities. Um, So obviously, a lot of communities are losing their services, um, are losing their centre points. Um, And without those centre points, those natural meeting spaces, you get isolation and loneliness. You get a lack of jobs and opportunities and education because there's no local shop. There's no local pub for the kind of young teenagers to go and get their first job in. Um, There's no place for people who are perhaps living by themselves to go out and have a coffee and bump into their neighbours. So they're really important centres for communities and off 
often people talk to us and say, you know, you've put the heart back into where we live. I haven't seen Betty for 10 years and I bumped into her the other day and I used to know her at school. And it's yeah. those fantastic stories about people meeting each other and seeing each other that make them so valuable, as well as the fact, you know, you can pop down the road and get your extra milk, your toilet roll, those essentials that are stopping a car journey, reducing emissions, reducing the impact of climate change. So they're really important having these local services for people. Um, and are they um, successful? Absolutely, because the people that run them make them successful, because they are community developed. They're the ideas of the community and they run them for the community. And the long-term success rate for community businesses are 94%. So when they're up and running, they fly. Um, and that compared to the average a small, medium business nationally, which is 46%, I believe, um, that's fantastic. You know, the rates, when they're open, they stay open. Wow, that's brilliant. And I guess that, that just connects that whole thing you're talking about, about there being a need for that. It, because there's a need, that, 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 I guess that's probably the secret of their success, yeah. Absolutely. So they'll identify through a community consultation, which will be in the forms of surveys, meetings, online meetings, um, poster campaigns. They'll try and get people involved um, from, you know, all households, get the local school children involved, um, do those consultations, identify what the need is. And that might be a cafe or it might be a bookshop and it might be saving the pub, but actually not just saving the pub for beer and some food. The local children want a place to learn, have a drama class in or yeah. um, parents want a space to have um, a parents club. So it's about thinking about what the asset is and changing it and adapting it to the needs of the community now. Yeah, you've created a nice connection there because you've mentioned a couple of things there which kind of link very nicely to, to village halls. And, and of course, I've already mentioned a couple of community businesses at the beginning of the show that that we featured that does seem to often be a, a close link between village halls and community businesses, doesn't there? Absolutely, there is. Um, all over the UK, there are wonderful examples you mentioned too at the start um, of communities that have perhaps utilised a village hall car park and put in a porter cabin, which is what they did in Down Ampney in Sirencester. Um, but actually, they raised enough money over time and now they've com completely created a new village hall and shop and cafe and post office. Um, so they did really well <laughs> at collaborating. Um, but there's also um, like uh, Southrop in Gloucestershire celebrating their 40th birthday this year. Um, and they run a pop-up village shop within the village hall. So you can have really different models of um, kind of a, a static caravan, sorry, static porter cabin through or a caravan or a shipping container, really, whatever kind of <laughs> entity like, there yeah. is. Um, yeah. Communities are really resourceful and can create these fantastic spaces, yeah, as you say, collaborating with their village hall. Do you, do you think the pandemic's created even more opportunities here to develop community businesses? There's a, there's a lot of talk around this word localisation where people increasingly want local suppliers rather than those big multinationals. Um, absolutely. Um, so throughout the pandemic, we really saw communities step up and embrace um, community businesses. So um, actually a huge number of the community shops did really, really well because people 
as you say, wanted that local supply. They really valued that they could pick up eggs from the local farm, meat from the local um, butcher within their community facility. Um, we saw, I think it was uh, Ermington set up in six to eight weeks, their community shop um, that is connected to the hall. We saw Mike and T in North Wiltshire do a similar activity. They set up really, really quickly because there was demand and there was crucially a lack of supply um, because people couldn't get what they needed. So villagers stepped up and provided that service through community business. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. We are seeing more hospitality businesses struggle during the pandemic. And I think we do really appreciate being able to pop to the pub now that the pubs are back open. But that does also mean that there are a lot of hospitality businesses that are now up for sale, which gives communities an opportunity to take them under their own wing to do what they want with those assets. Or perhaps if they are gone completely, to turn to their village hall committee, look at the space within their village and say, could we create our own service here? Yeah, the good old pub that you've mentioned there really is another really important community business and I guess it's sometimes easy to see pubs and village halls as as kind of competing for the attention of the locals but in reality it's not it's not like that is it no because community businesses really want to support an a affluent excited busy community they work in mm. collaboration um so there's some really lovely examples um for example there's um a pub that will host um kind of like pre-theatre dinners for the village hall because the village hall is putting on a theatre performance or a cinema night. So they kind of work in harmony there. There's also um, another village hall that is providing the food, sorry, is providing the space for parties and the pub is providing the food for parties. So there's ways of connecting and overlapping yeah, and supporting each other. So Hannah, how, do, how does the Plunkett Foundation fit in with all of this you mentioned a little bit about how you support um businesses and so on uh, at the the outset there what kind of support do you offer community businesses along the way so plunkett can provide an abundance of free support for communities Um, so whether that's one person with an idea who wants to find out more information feel free get in touch give our helpline a call um to a group of people who need support to do their consultation. We're happy to talk through that. Um, And then we provide really in-depth support. So that's on things like legal structures, business planning and financial forecasting through to how do you actually run this thing when it's up and running and how do we manage the volunteers? So we provide free online and in-person events and training. And also we have to say it's a fantastic collaborative network. So we have fantastic um, Facebook pages where there's just peer-to-peer support because people want to see another village um, thrive. So they're happy to share, well, we did this. Have you tried this? Why don't you try these people? And there's a lovely, yeah, as I said, kind of collaborative nature within the sector. Yeah. So a real kind of help and hand all the way, all the way from start right the way through to to being one of the one of those ninety four percent successful uh, local community businesses. Absolutely, that's what we're here for. And we also advocate for the sector, so we do a lot of kind of policy work, and we have a membership scheme as well. So when people do get up and trading, they can access a lot of um, kind of discounted services and support from the from Plunkett in addition to that that we provide. 
separately. Fantastic. So you have a website, as you mentioned, and you've got various other ways in which people can can find out more social media and all of that kind of stuff. So as always, I'll just make sure that there are plenty of links to those resources on our website with this episode. Fantastic. I think the final thing I should say is that occasionally we do have grant funding available and I know that often gets people excited. Um, So in the east of England at the moment we have grant funding um, for groups looking to explore community business and also if anyone is looking to set up a community business perhaps um, not just in their village hall but perhaps their church if you're looking at any other assets within the community and we do have a program specifically for that as well. And I guess it doesn't matter if you're already I mean you mentioned a hall didn't you earlier on that that, that has several community businesses all kind of attached to it It doesn't matter if you've got one or two already it can still come to you and 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 seek support and seek that grant funding. Absolutely we've just helped um, Trawden um, who have got a They've already got a um, shop and library and community hub, and we've just helped them to set up their community pub. So there are villages out there with an absolute abundance of community businesses all running um, within their locality. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Hannah. Some some great information and ideas there for anyone thinking about starting a community business. And uh, and, and and just another thing, of course, that uh, village halls out there might want to tap into. Absolutely. It's just another opportunity for village halls to support their community in another way. Um, you know, Plunkett's here, we've supported over 700 um, communities in the last 25 years to create their community business. So we've got a good track record and we'd absolutely love to hear from any village halls across the UK who would like to um, expand their services. Wonderful. And well done. Well done, Plunkett, with all of that. And thanks again, Hannah. Thank you so much. Lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you too. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Absolute pleasure. And uh, and that's all, folks, for this episode. Many thanks to our headline sponsor and specialist insurance provider, Allied Westminster, for making our podcast possible and whose services you can discover more about at villageguard.com and to online booking system provider Hallmaster, who also sponsor our podcast and can be found at hallmaster.co.uk. You've been listening to the Village Halls podcast, a unique listening community for Britain's village, church and community halls and anyone interested in the vital community services they provide. We'll be back soon, so if you haven't already, please visit thevillagehallspodcast.com to subscribe, sign up for updates, link through to our social media pages and to find out more. Until the next time, goodbye for now.